and we're doing a sound check to see how it goes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And we're unsupervised. unsupervised. I feel like that was a very like low mellow. key. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, after Florida Man, <laughs> we have to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Still on like I think that might be on my top list of episodes. I cried. <laughs> you did. You were so amazing. happy. It was fantastic. Um. Well. Mm-hmm. I'm in vacation mode. Oh, that's right. You leave in a couple days. Yeah, for like my first real vacation in over two years. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. So, um, vacation. What do I like to do on vacation? I like to find random things on the side of the road that could potentially get me killed. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not going with anything that can get me killed, but we are going to take a little page out of our dear sweet Rebecca's book <gasps> random ramblings a random rambling yes and we're going to talk about a couple roadside attractions today oh my god yes yeah are you going to talk about bigfoot no okay is he a roadside attraction well the um bigfoot museum that we stopped oh, yeah, at in north georgia mm-hmm. no i don't have that one i wanted to find a couple that i didn't know about cool cool so i can add them to my trekking through a lot of them are in the desert a uh, giant pistachio? Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of us know about the giant pistachio and the giant peanut and the cowboy hat and the ball giant of rocking yarn. chair and like the ball of twine and stuff like that. So I tried to find a couple different ones. Like Lucy the Elephant. <gasps> what? Is that in Florida? No. Oh. It is in New Jersey. Oh, definitely never been there. Nope. Well, I have I've been, been to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> So Lucy the Elephant is a six-story elephant-shaped example of a novelty architecture. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, she is located in Margate City in New Jersey, which is like five miles south of Atlantic City. Okay. So if we ever go to Atlantic City, we can go see Lucy. She was built in 1881 by James Lafferty, and she was originally built to promote real estate sales and attract tourists. She is, as of 2020, the oldest surviving roadside tourist attraction in America. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. How would a giant elephant, though, promote real estate? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> and a tourist attraction? Well, the tourist attraction I get because I want to go. We'll go a little into it. Okay. So in 1881, the U.S. Patent Office granted Lafferty a patent giving him exclusive rights to make, use, or sell animal-shaped buildings over the duration of 17 years. Okay. So his first elephant-shaped building was in South Atlantic City, and her name is Margate. Margate? Margate. Um, Lucy was modeled after Jumbo. Jumbo's a great elephant name. Jumbo is a great elephant name, and he is a famous elephant from Barnum and Bailey back in that time. Got it. I'm pretty sure he's referenced in Dumbo. That was my next question. But yeah. I haven't watched it since I was little, and it was really sad, so I refused to watch yeah. it again. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Jumbo is referenced in Dumbo, because I feel like there's a scene where they're like, Dumbo, you mean Jumbo? 
Got it. But I don't know if it's the same. But there was an estimated cost to build Lucy of around twenty-five dollars to $38,000. Okay. Give me that calculator. You didn't do a present day calculation? I didn't, but I can. <sighs> the beauty of the internet. So we're just going to say 30000 Would be... $834,458. All right. So a lot for a giant elephant statue. It's not a million. Not quite. Almost. It's fine. Anything I mean, under granted, a mill. I did go in the middle. So if we went upwards, if it, you know, if she cost more. But she was initially named the Elephant Bazaar, and the structure stands 65 feet in height, 60 feet in length, and 18 feet in width. She Ooh. weighs over 90 tons. Damn, girl, you thick You get it, Lucy. Mm-hmm. So originally, Lafferty bought, uh, brought potential real estate customers to view parcels of land from Lucy. So they would go up inside of her and be able to look out over all of the open property. Brilliant. The, they call it a howda? I'm not sure. It says a carriage, which I think is, it's the little thing that sits on top of, you know, when people used to ride elephants, they had like the little thing with the uh, like silks around it. Yeah. Like um, the thing they dance in in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. It's called a howda. Okay. People say you don't learn things from our show. (laughs) <laughs> but they'd be able to see views from up on top of Lucy that they couldn't see from any other part of Atlantic City or that part of New Jersey. So the structure was sold in 1887 and remained in the Gertzen family until 1970, where Lucy got her name of Lucy the Elephant in 1902. What was she before the Elephant Bazaar? The Elephant Bazaar. I prefer Lucy. I do too. It's so cute. Like, that's just such a sweet little dainty name for a 90-ton elephant. Yeah. The shape of Lucy's head is a characteristic of Asian elephant, and male elephants have tusks. So, that's where they came up with Lucy. Initially, the elephant was referred to as male, but did become commonly known as female. The elephant in Moulin Rouge has tusks, right? I do not know. I'm pulling it up because now I need to know if I need to start calling that Lucy. Oh, All right. The elephant in Moulin Rouge does have tusks. It's a boy dragon. It's a boy. And it has a howdy. Hey, howda. Howda. Throughout the first half of the 20th century, she served as a restaurant, business offices, a cottage, and a tavern. And she was depicted on many souvenir postcards, often referred to as the Elephant Hotel of Atlantic City even though she was never a hotel. Well, in uh, the 1960s, she had fallen into disrepair and was scheduled for demolition. But in 1969, Edwin Carpenter and a group of citizens formed the Margate Civil Association, which later became known as the Save Lucy Committee. Margate, that was the first one. Oh, mm-hmm. why did they name it after the first one and not Lucy right away? Um, That's a great question that, that I should not have asked. Question. Oh, the city... Is named Margate. Mm. She's in Margate, Nevada. Nevada. New Jersey. <laughs> she is located in Margate, New Jersey. New Jersey, Nebraska, Nevada, North Carolina. I'm going with all the in. You are confusing me. <laughs> we have a map. That doesn't help me. 
They were given a 30-day deadline to move the elephant or pay for its demolition. So they went around door to door. They had campaigns, as many as they could, to raise money. And on July... (laughs) I had to scroll down. That's... July is the very end of June and beginning of July? No. On July 20th. (laughs) Oh, well. So on July 20th, Lucy was moved about 100 yards, which we learned a couple weeks ago is the size of a football field. (laughs) About a third of what you would have to run. Oh, no. Could you imagine moving 90 tons 100 yards? Hell no. Right? Gee, Louise. So she was moved about 100 yards uh, southwest to a city lot that was, uh, or excuse me, a city-owned lot and was completely refurbished. It took about seven hours to move her, but she remained close to visitors until 1974 when repairs and upgrades were complete. In 1976, Lucy was designated a National Historic Landmark, and every July 20th, she is celebrated with a special carnival with children's games and fanfare. Look, Lucy, she's pretty fantastic, and she's super cute. She has the potential to be super cute. Her eyes are creepy AF. Yeah, with the new remodel, they're just like swirls now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can see when it's dark and the lights are on inside, it looks pretty cool, but um, no, Lucy the Elephant looks creepy. I'd still go see her. Well, yes. Oh, my God, there's a window in her butt. <laughs> right where the booty hole would be. If you've ever wanted to look outside of an elephant butt, you can go see Lucy. Ah. As of August 25th, she's going under another set of repairs because she's mostly made of metal now and a lot of rust has occurred, but they are planning to reopen her Memorial Day of this year. You can stay in Lucy the Elephant. She can has rooms you can... What? Yeah. New Airbnb listing. In Lucy? In Lucy. Wow. Whoever go to Atlantic City. All right. So now we are moving over to Oregon. Wait. Up to Oregon? What? Are you still looking at Lucy? Ah! For a one-night stay is 138. Heck yeah! I know! We need to make this happen. Oh, it's cute. I'm telling you, we need to reopen Patreon just to fund our travels for all of these places. Dude. I forgot that we had that deal that every place we talk about we go visit because I'm about to add like 10. Yes, let's do it. Oregon? <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we are going to the Oregon Vortex. Like... The Atlanta Vortex? No, not like the comedy club slash restaurant. That's a good restaurant. It's such a good restaurant. They serve my favorite alcoholic beverage there. And the staff is really mean to you and I love it. Because mm-hmm. I can be mean back to them and they can't say anything. <laughs> so the Oregon Vortex opened to tourists in 1930. It is located on Sardine Creek in Gold Hill, Oregon. Mm. Local legend supposedly states... That prior to any construction in the area, natives referred to the site as a forbidden land. And travelers passing through would often find their horses refusing to pass through the area. Creepy. Mm-hmm. They believe that in 1904, the Old Gray Eagle Mining Company slid from its foundation, coming to rest at an odd angle. However, the building conforms to other purpose-built distorting rooms or crazy house, like the Santa Monica Mystery Spot. Have you ever heard of that? Is that the one where um, it looks like it's crooked, but when you stand in it, or like you can like roll up? A- yeah, so it looks like it's straight, but then like when you stand in it, you're like leaning, you're totally off kilter. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's very similar in appearance to that okay. the house, the way that it landed, except for it's flip-flopped. Okay. It looks like it's crooked. Got it. Um, in 1914, the outpost uh, was rediscovered by a prospector, prospector named William McCullough, and he convinced his friend, geologist, and engineer, John Lister, to come to the United States from his home of Scotland. Lister says he researched the paranormal phenomena of the 165-foot magnetic radius. What? <laughs> you didn't catch that? I may have been looking at pictures, but then you were talking about metal radii and... Magnet. (laughs) Did I say metal radius? Sure. So he basically, within 165 feet of the the house, they started researching the... Magnetic poles. Magnetic poles to see if that could be, but it turned more into paranormal (gasps) phenomena because they couldn't find any... They couldn't find any definitive reason for why the things happened. Perfect. Basically, odd angles create an illusion of objects seemingly rolling uphill, which is the same that can be seen in the Santa Cruz mystery spot. Yes. Um, Two UC Berkeley researchers studied the mystery spot and published their conclusions um, and proposed a framework called orientation framing. Uh, Science, science, science. (laughs) Rebecca's not here, so we don't... (laughs) So with the rolling ball and the things that happen inside of the house... The current owner agreed that what people are seeing inside is an optical illusion, but insisted something else was happening outside that makes people's height appear to grow and shrink depending on the location. What? No way. So they actually have like measurement sticks at different locations and people will register within like inches of a different height across the property. How? I don't know. What? So I can go and be like five eight in one place, and then like five five if you go to the other side of the house. Well, I want to go to the side where I'm five eight. <laughs> Look at me! Oh, my husband could be six three, six four. Oh, he can. You just have to take him here. I'll go stand on five five. He'll stand at six four. It'll be great. How cute! I know you guys will be all footed apart. <laughs> so now we are going to. Talk- <laughs> Gonna move right along. right along from there. Now we are going to Colorado. Ooh, this is a very poorly planned road. I trip. was gonna ask if you've got them plotted along our stops. No, we're oh, just okay. getting in the car and just going. Perfect. Seeing where the wind takes us. It's taking gonna, us to Colorado. We're going to Colorado. Let's go play in the snow. So we're going to Bishop Castle. Ooh, I love a castle. So it's an elaborate and intricate one-man project named after Bishop. Jim Bishop. Real original. If I built a castle, you damn well better believe it's going to be either the Tiffany Castle or the Gaddy Castle. Heck yeah. Mm. You got to lay claim to that. So Bishop bought the land for the site for $450 when he was 15, mid to late 60s. Oh, okay. um, Because they started construction in 1969. Cool. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Initially, the plan was to build a family cottage, but once he started building, lots of people noted that it looked like a castle. So he was like, sure, right, it's a castle now. So there's not a whole lot really into it. So the site has become a tourist attraction devoted, or excuse me, RoadsideAmerica.com devoted a chapter to the castle and rated it, quote, major fun. Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
and described it as one man's massive obsessive labor of medieval fantasy construction. But it also issued a parent alert. Uh oh. <gasps> Are there naked ladies in paintings? <laughs> You can't have a medieval castle without portraits of naked ladies. No, uh, but Jim Bishop is, quote, a toff-tucking... Toff-tucking... I did not mean to put that on you, Bishop. I don't know what you do in your own time, but if I had a castle, probably some interesting stuff. I'd toff my tuck, or I'd tuck my toff, too. (laughs) He is a toff-talking man with strong extreme beliefs and sometimes he expresses them bluntly and loudly ah if you're you or your children want to avoid potentially offensive rants you may want to steer clear got it or dive on in (laughs) i mean i know quite a few of those people some are uh, it depends on which extreme you swing whether or not i can that's true. Handle that. Yeah, that's very fair. Fair. Because if you fuck? go to downtown Kennesaw, there's a store with a very tough talking he, extremist. Uh, he recently passed away. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, there is no longer one, but I could not. No. No. Not a big fan. Hmm. But I want a castle. So it's single built by one man and it just kind of stands out because you're literally driving down this highway in nothingness and all of a sudden, boom. Do you get to like go in and tour it? Yes. So he does offer tours. There's a gift shop. Oh, dang. That's a huge castle. Like it looks like a little chalet, like a fancy place that you would go stay to go skiing. He has like these like spiral staircases that come off the, uh, I wouldn't really call that a balcony. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's a gorgeous, gorgeous house. And I want to go check it out. Well, we need to see if they're on Airbnb, too. I doubt it. I think he lives there. Oh, well. He has a... That looks like a dragon on there. Nice. I would rather have a dragon than a gargoyle. Oh, heck yes. Okay, we can go. It's stunning. So from Colorado, we are going to California. California knows how to party. California. Uh, particularly, we are going to Felicity, California. Felicity, California. Mm-hmm. The city has officially been dubbed the official center of the world. What? Mm-hmm. You do know that the world is round, though, right? Well, it is commonly believed the world is round. So, uh, how would you have a center? That's not the core. Do geography. All right, sorry. Continue. <laughs> the small town of Felicity has a population less than ten, and oh. is recognized by France and a few other countries in Europe as the center of the world. Ten, less than ten. It's basically a family that lives there. Wow. Um, so the U.S. hasn't quite jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, why not? Because we we love being the center of everything. Right. Uh, Granted, this article is from 2018, so it may have changed since then. But at that time, the official center of the world is the dot on the bronze plaque within the pyramid located on the property. Oh. It was set by law based on the now popular book for children. C.O.E. The Good Dragon at the Center of the World. It led to the 1985 law setting the official center world as the precise point inside the pyramid at Felicity. 
that law is just in California. Okay. Not in the United States. But in 1989, it was recognized by the Institut Géographique National of the Government of France. So is this because it is on the opposite side of the world from the dateline? Like it's where they set the official time. I think it's over in the UK. Would it be on the exact opposite it could be. It's, it's an interesting I'm, question. It's an interesting question that we should go to the museum and find out. <laughs> I don't really know exactly how it was dedicated because I was just like, that's pretty cool that it's actually internationally recognized as the center of the world. I just fall for things easy. Because <laughs> I get sucked into roadside <laughs> attractions, okay? Jeez. I just want to know why it is considered the center of the earth. I'm going to say that it's the exact, what's that word called when it's the exact opposite? We talked about this in the episode, shoot. Like parallel to? No, I can't remember what episode it was, but we looked up the exact opposite from where we were and it was the center of the ocean, but the closest place was, I think, in Australia. I'm so glad you have a good memory. Well, while you're looking up to that, because apparently for some reason this spot has very close ties to France... They also have a staircase that leads to nowhere. What? It's actually an original piece of the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. Um, it was bought in an auction, and it's one of the 20 parts of the original staircase. And it's just in the middle of the desert. Okay. Well, you know what? Yes. The word is antipode. Uh-huh. We've totally talked about that before. We have. There's also a sundial that is made as a replica of the hand of God from the Michelangelo Michelangelo painting that is pointing right at the pyramid that is the center of the earth. Oh, that's really cool. That is super, super cool. And there's also a granite museum on the property. Just so you know, the antipode of Felicity, California is not the dateline. Oh. So I don't believe any of this. Maybe we have to go to the museum and I'm, find out. There is a church on the property. There's desert bowling. Wait, there's a church for less than 10 people? Mm-hmm. Is one of the family members a pastor or preacher? Um, or? The guy who... Let's see, what is his name? Bob Fillmore. Jacques-André Estel bought the property in the 1950s. The town is dedicated to remembrance and is named for his wife, Felicia. Aww. I don't remember what else we were talking about that I was going to answer. Oh, he's the mayor. He's the mayor. That's what I was going to say. He's the mayor, self-appointed mayor. Of Felicity. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. Can I be the self-appointed mayor? Of your house? Oh, no. I want the whole town. I want the city. Well, we'll have to buy a city then. Well, that's pretty cool. I really wish we had a reason for why it's the center of the earth. I didn't see anything in the couple articles. It's just been officially dubbed as the center of the earth. Okay. I mean, I mean, the earth is round, so it can't really have a center. But well, it could. It's just, you know, the core. Well, yeah, it would be internal. But, yeah. And it's probably but hot. I mean, probably don't put that out for a reason because they want you to go visit the museum. That's true. 
the center of the earth is probably extremely hot, and I'd imagine Felicity, California is also extremely hot, so there's a parallel. Isn't there a hell in California? I'm sure there is. Like, I feel like there's a um, town uh, called Hell. Las Vegas? Or Los Angeles? Hell. <laughs> Not Los California. <laughs> I mean, some people may consider Los Angeles hell if you're not a city person. I get it. Uh, hell is a locale in Riverside County, California, approximately 29 mi- miles west of Blythe on Interstate 10. That's exactly where I thought that it was. Uh-huh. So now we're going to travel on east to West Virginia. You really are jumping all over the place. Yeah, I put them in order of what I wanted, <laughs> not the map. <laughs> so Maps are overrated. I probably could have. I am sweating. Same. <laughs> it's all the desert. Let's get away from the desert for a little bit, okay? And go see the mystery hole. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery hole of West Virginia. You're going to be sweaty there, too, honey. The mystery hole of West Virginia. Wow! (laughs) Reads a zany sign atop a metal pole. See the unbelievable mystery hole. It's my Tinder profile. (laughs) If only you were from West Virginia. Or single, you know. (laughs) You can still have a Tinder profile. I think you can select if you're not searching, looking for anybody currently. So... You come to the mystery hole. Yeah, you do. And it is this metal building, uh, a corrugated metal Quonset hut, to be exact. With a (laughs) giant gorilla and clown on top? (laughs) Oh, this place is terrifying already. (laughs) It's covered in stars, teardrops, question marks, and swirls. And protruding from the side is an old... VW Beetle with its front half completely buried into the building. Um, it's painted with daisies, bird poop, <laughs> flower power, and over the entrance to the hut squats a large gorilla. Oh, and there's a garden bed with a man trying to claw his way out from a grave. Oh, nice. See, these are the kinds of places that attract me when I'm going down these roads in the middle of nowhere, and this is why everybody thinks I'm going to die. Okay, one of our very first episodes, you go on a rant about uh, no. that place that almost killed you. I did not. Um, there was not a single threat there. I was fine. You came in the off hours. It's fine. I still paid them. <laughs> they have a toilet and the lid is open and it says butts only and it's an ashtray. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and there's a mirror that says take your own ugly picture. <laughs> Okay, I'll go to this, please. Thank you. All right, tell me about the hole. So Will and Sandra Morrison own the mystery hole. Originally, or excuse me, the original owner, Donald Wilson, quote unquote, discovered its mysterious powers in 1972. I really like this quote. This is from uh, Roadside America. Wilson closed his attraction in 1966 and died soon after. The hole was left exposed. Ashley, I'm sorry. A little bit of tact. It would be nice here. I'm not laughing because the man passed away, but the hole... <clears throat> Quote, the hole was left exposed to vandals and other chaotic forces. Okay, so my dating years. <laughs> like, who didn't proofread that, but I love it. I'm glad you didn't. 
<clears throat> the Morrisons have put in a lot of hard work to restore the whole to its 1970s glory. <laughs> they do not cut the lawn. <laughs> this was especially hard for them. <laughs> Ashley. Okay, I'm sorry. The my windows are done. Out of the gutter. So basically, they moved to Michigan to take over the mystery hole. And they went off of pictures that people had from its glory days. And tried to restore it to its wonder, youthful glow of the 1970s. It's the glory, that you might say, it's a glorious hole. It is a glorious hole. Oh, they had a fake bear standing on top of the back of their place. And you know the wolf you used to have in your kitchen? Yeah, Wolfie. Yeah, they've got a Wolfie with a boa <gasps> across it. Brilliant. Oh, oh I man. hope that's where Wolfie ended up. I hope he's in the glory hole. I, I have a good Wolfie. No better hopes for Wolfie than the glory hole. Wolfie was an old Coors Light uh, advertisement, and he was a little wolf that little. his arm was cur- okay. He wasn't little. He was almost seven feet tall. But his one arm was curved in because you could set like a six pack in his arm. And then he was like, had his other hand up and we'd always get drunk and high five him. It was great. Oh, it is Wolfie. Hi, friend. And by boa, she means a boa constrictor, not a feather boa. Oh, yeah. So over the door, or excuse me, over the stairway that leads you into the unknown is a large clown painted on a piece of plywood and a fresh set of signs saying, quote, an experience that will intrigue you for the rest of your life. Nature's gravity seems to have gone haywire and your sense of balance is extremely upset. If your heart can take it, see if the laws of nature defined. Ooh. And then, of course, you have the rules rules of the hole. There's no filming, no pictures. Same. (laughs) She's not what she used to be. Says the person who wanted to film their birth. (laughs) (laughs) so we don't really know exactly what goes on in the hole unless you go and visit the hole (laughs) (laughs) there's a giant mole above it i saw that a mole hole a mole hole they've got like a plywood mole on the wall behind the mystery hole (laughs) (laughs) so the only things we know are what's listed in the flyer You'll see a ball rolling uphill and a person sitting in a chair somehow balanced on a strip of wood on the wall. Oh. So it's just this tiny little strip of wood with the back leg sitting on it and somebody's just chilling in the chair. Weird. We don't really know what happens in the hole, but I want to go to the hole. I want to go to the hole. I feel like uh, there's some great advertising going on there. Yeah. And uh, lots of people have tried to have it on um, different shows. They've had like YouTubers and influencers try and go in and film, but they have never opened it up for anyone to film the whole. Yeah. I was looking at pictures as you were describing it and it's all of the outside. Yeah. It's all of the outside. There's like one picture of the hole, but not like what's in the hole. The rules to the place mm-hmm. are very explicit about no filming. Yep, not allowed. That's pretty cool. Pretty so if we cool. ever find ourselves in West Virginia. Let's see here. We are going to go to the hole. No phones or cameras. No large purses, backpacks, bags. Children under 12 must be accompanied by adult. They're guided tours every 15 minutes. Which makes me think you don't have very long with the hole. 
Uh, people with heart ailments or vertigo, high blood pressure, not allowed, not responsible for accidents or after effects, no recording devices, no electronic devices, no pets, no drinks, food, or tobacco. Thanks. Hmm. This is cool. It, I know. I want to go. And the people seem really cool. They moved, literally moved from, I think, Michigan to like protect this place. All right. Let's go visit the mystery hole. I want to go visit the mystery hole. Um, also, I now have an excuse to go to Delaware. This one isn't that exciting. I mean, it is exciting for me, but most people would be like, yeah, you wouldn't find that anywhere. But it's called the Oddporium. Oh. And it's basically just a store that is the oddity show that we went to. Ah, yes. A husband and wife, Ken and Beth Schuler, opened the store in 2015. The store has stood since 1911, and it was built by Ken's ancestors. And so it's been passed down from family to family. And when Ken lost his job, they decided to turn it into a place to home all of their oddities. Cool. Because they were running out of room at their house. Hell yeah. See, I want to have that eclectic house that has so much random shit that you have yes. to have another storage facility. We, used to, we had a place like that, Mysteria. That's how that started. It was, I think they were a couple. I don't want to assume. Um, and they just had so much cool stuff that they loved and they decided to try and sell some, some of it. And as they started to sell, they got involved with more resellers yeah. and they bought a ton of stuff and then they just had to buy a shop and cool. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, part store, part museum. The Oddporium exhibits amongst its, amongst its, <laughs> among its treasures, its own working Tesla coil. What? A selection of quack medicine uh, instrumentation, lobotomy tools, a cyclops pig, what? lots of skeletons, taxidermy. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you find the right antique shop, you get snippets of this kind of stuff. Yeah, but this is all oddity stuff. Excellent. And I want to go. And they have a very, very fun Facebook page. Okay. It's the Oddporium, O-D-D-P-O-R-I-U-M, this one in Delaware. And they post just pictures of stuff that they get in and all the fun stuff and different articles. And I'm sure I've run across them because I'm in a bunch of oddities groups on Facebook. Probably. That's but really they're cool. They're very fun and they just seem like a fun couple and I want to go check Well, them. let's go to Delaware. Where is Delaware? In America. <laughs> it's East Coast, right? Dude, our geography sucks. Look, if I haven't been there, it's up by New Jersey. Yeah, so we'll go when we go to the Lucy. We'll go see Lucy, yeah, yeah. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Georgia. You no, know, it's fine. All right, so our last two, we are going to. And I had to look up where it was located, but we're going to Yale. Yale. We're going to Connecticut. Is it Yale where Rory went in Gilmore Girls? Yes. She was Did trying she go for to Yale? No, yeah, she no. She was trying She was for... trying for Yale and she went to Harvard. Oh no, Yale. So we are gonna scoot on uh, up. See, we're in the right area, I think. Yeah. Connecticut. Question. Yeah. Can you tour Yale without being a student or well, an alumni? Because that's the only way we're gonna go be able to see it. No. You can't? I mean, yes, you can, because it's a uh Oh, no. Not currently. COVID? Yeah. It's only open to Yale and YNHHID holders. But it's okay. We're not going to Connecticut anytime soon. Okay. It'll be fine. Um, so it's the Cushing Center. Okay. 
Do they house cushions? No, they don't. They house a lot of brains. Mm. Harvey Cushing is the considered the father of neurosurgery. Mm-hmm. And he graduated from Yale in 1891. And then he went to Harvard Medical School. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's super <laughs> uncommon. So the it's the Cushing Center. The Cushing Brain Tumor Registry is an immense archival collection of over 2,200 case studies, which include human whole brain specimens, tumor specimens, microscopic slides, notes, journals, experts, excerpts, and over 15,000... F- <laughs> photographic negatives dating from the late 1800s to 1936. <laughs> trouble with photographic negatives just photographic <laughs> i was thinking it was gonna be like babe, babe. <laughs> why did i think i could just throw that out <laughs> photosynthesitic paraphernalia not photographic shut up okay my brain is dying from lack of blood at the moment so he began his collection in 1902 when he discovered one of his specimens was misplaced by the Johns Hopkins Pathology Department. And he decided it was safest to retain the specimens himself. John Hopkins, uh, they do good work. They also were the ones who took, um, I'm just going to cuss that because I can't remember her name. Okay. Um, Gila, the Gila girls. Oh, yeah. They were the ones who took her cells. Well, okay. Then I won't talk bad about them. Well, no, they're the ones who took it without permission. Oh, boo. But they do good work. You lost a specimen. You took cells without permission. That'd be a cool one. Rebecca would have a field day there. Uh, yeah. Like, we could watch her nerd. It's so much fun watching her get excited about something. so smart. And so cool. I love her. I do, too. I miss you. And the last place that we are going to go to is TBD. (laughs) Because we have to find them. (laughs) What? It is the um, world's largest collection of world's smallest versions of world's largest things. What the hell? <laughs> can can you run back over that one more uh-huh. time for me? It's a traveling roadside attraction and museum. The world's largest collection okay. of the world's smallest versions okay. of the world's largest things. Okay, so like if they had a miniature elephant, it could be of Lucy. It is of Lucy. Like they have recreated miniature versions of all of the famous world's largest roadside attractions. What? Put them inside of a bus and it is a traveling museum. What? Yeah. That's really cool. It's so cool. Do they have tour dates? Um, you can, if you follow them on social media, it'll say where they're coming. You can also hire them for events. Oh, I mean, you've got a big birthday coming up. You're about to be 35. I mean, doesn't get much bigger than that. I thought you were referring to 40, but we'll be in Greece. And I don't think that they can um, travel internationally, but I could be wrong. I mean, if it's small, they can put them all in carry-ons. Yeah, but I I would imagine they're probably, like, attached inside the van, the bus somehow. I don't think that they just, like, flop around in there. That would be a lot of work. Fair. Okay, well, 
Carry on. It is an interactive mobile environment devoted to the exploration and celebration of the world's largest things. This one-of-a-kind roadside attraction and museum travels all over the country, stopping at world's largest things, community centers, roadside attractions, colleges, art events, etc. So they have a world's smallest version of the world's largest office chair from Alabama. Okay. The catfish, world's largest catfish. The world's largest Santa Claus. Hmm. They have a world's smallest version of the world's largest map of Route 66. Hmm. They have the world's largest wind chimes. Okay. They have the world's largest Mr. Peanut. Hmm. They have the uh, shoe that's in California, the big giant shoe. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Never seen it. The Cabazon dinosaurs, which are like one of the most famous world side attractions in California. They have the world's largest artichoke, the world's largest yo-yo, what? the world's largest sperm whale. Ew. <laughs> no, ma'am. The ball of rubber bands, the world's largest alligator conch shell, Great Dane. The world's largest peanut from Georgia. I want to see the world's largest rubber band ball. Whoa, they have a miniature version of the big chicken. Ooh. Um, hold on. I just found something else I need to look at real fast. Apparently, the world's largest spider is in Lilburn, Georgia. Really? Mm-hmm. And they have a miniature version of it, but this website is horrendous and is not loading so we'll have to look at that later okay did you see when you said we have the world's largest spider i thought of that place down the street the yeah, pest inspection it is place a pest control place but it's in lilburn okay well we've got one near us and it's a giant granddaddy log legs well apparently this guy's bigger i'm just saying yeah well says so my mystery hole so, so they have a <laughs> this truck has uh, i mean Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Holy crap! Of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest. All right, things. pause real quick. She just stopped, and where she stopped has the world's largest badger, squirrel, black bear, pine log, ball of twine, corkscrew, six pack, flamingo. That's all in one state. They're listed yes. by. Oh, the world's largest letter M. <laughs> Ah, this is cool. Okay, yeah. cool. So, that is how I'm going to see all of the world's... Oh, that's all from Wisconsin. I yeah. want to go there. We have friends in Wisconsin. I do. And the Packers You just are said there. I do? I do. Yeah. We do. Me. I'm the favorite. <laughs> okay, that's fair, but... Look, I don't get to say this often in our relationship, okay? Usually it's Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Yeah, it just turned no. you in the Marsha from the Brady Bunch. The world's largest killer bee? I want to find them and I want to go check them out if Let's they ever do it. come near us and come to the world's largest peanut. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank I am you for intrigued. joining me on the road trip. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a crazy, hectic road trip, and I want to hit them in the order that you talked about them. Okay. Maybe not. Let's wait for <laughs> gas prices to go down just a little bit That's before fair. we do that. Even though um, I was talking to Hagrid about this, and he was like, you realize that you're covering roadside attractions because you're excited for your trip, right? And I said, yeah. He said, you realize you're taking every mode of transportation except a car <laughs> on this trip. <laughs> 
That's going to work out well That's for you. That's why I had to cover it because I had to get my fix. That's true. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. See, we travel very differently because I enjoy seeing those things, but it has to be like I plan on hitting these. Because when I'm going somewhere, I just want to get there and I want to be done in the car. Well, that's why usually our uh, plan is we scope them out on the way down and then we make note of the ones that we want to hit on the way back and we intentionally plan our trip back to make sure we have time to stop at these things. And even if they're closed, (laughs) we still (laughs) stop at them. Excellent. Well, thank you, honey. That was interesting. Bit chaotic, but you know, such is life. My brain is fog i'm on vacation mode and started my period today so and on that note remember friends everyone has something that they find odd let us tell you about it if you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss you can share them with us at any of our social medias links can be found at theladiesofstrange.com or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com or share them with us on our Discord. Discord, we have a whole page called Topic Suggestions. Keep, Keep it, it strange, strange lovelies. lovelies.